Hello, and welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa, and we're your main hoes, dynamic duo, back in action, but in we a are, different location. Where are we, Sabrina? Can you tell me? We are tell the, the listeners where we're at. <laughs> we're at the Gotham Podcast Studio in downtown New York. Downtown, man. Oh, man. Downtown. You did that when we got off the train. That was I, the first thing you said. I do that every single time I go on the downtown. I know. Every time we me? come down here, you obnoxiously start singing that song. I mean, when I used to work down here, I would I would sing that in my head in the mornings. All the time? <laughs> every day? Would you sing it in the subway for a little change? Well, I'd sing it in my head. Well, you there never know. Sometimes you think you're singing in your head, and you actually, like, literally will sing out loud, and you'll be like, oh, that was in my head. I Mm-mm. fully accepted that I am Jess from New Girl. I know. I'm aware. I'm very well aware that you are her, 110%. Um, so we're really excited to be here, and we hope your audio quality is a lot better than the last five episodes of me trying to edit everything by myself. We have Mike here helping us out. Yes, thank you. We thank are you, so Mike. thankful. Thank you, Mike. That's my dad's name. Oh, speaking of that, we are recording on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Day to all you people out there who are a dad. And happy not a Father's Day to those who are not <laughs> and don't want to be because we like to be inclusive. Yes, including all of, of you. all kinds of dads, whether you are a human dad, a fur baby dad, or whatever kind of dad you are. This um, day is for step you. Dad, step dad, dad, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, kind of stuff. So mm-hmm, Foster dad. All of those things. All of it. All, all for of it. you. And in honor of Dad's Day, uh, it's my treat of the week. Yes, um, it is. So my dad drinks Modelo's from time to time. Mm-hmm. So I was going to – I brought some Modelo's today, guys. And this week's treat of the week is starting. Yes. And these you can pretty much get at everywhere. So mm-hmm. not, not nothing hard to find here. Yeah, but this was $18 for that six-pack. I'm still upset about We're this. We're also like across the street from like – the oculus and like the yeah but a six pack of modelo should not be 18 dollars. when i buy it at the deli or the gas station next door it's eight dollars that's like eight dollars that's like three bucks for one of these bad boys yeah yeah oh oh keeping it together man mm. as we always do um so we wanted to shake this episode a little bit up uh instead of going right into our main segments we are actually gonna flip it upside down and start with some current events that have been happening we found a bunch of different things over Twitter, over things we think you guys would really enjoy. And we hope you fire off in the comments about any of these topics that we're talking about and engage with us uh, on our Instagram, Keeping It Together Podcast, and at our email, Keeping It Together Podcast at gmail.com. That's Keeping It Together Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Keeping It Together Podcast at gmail.com. There you go. You want to say, <laughs> you, you say it one more time? <gasps> Keeping It Together Podcast at gmail.com. That was, like, way too fast. So hopefully they heard you the first three times. Yeah, um, yeah four <laughs> times now. Um, so the first thing we want to talk about, something I am so excited about that's been happening. Um, Argentina has now taken the first step to legalize abortion. It, it's incredibly important because this country is known to be very machista, meaning it has a really masculine presence. And, and South America in general has always had this this vibe to them. So this is huge for every country down there. 
Um, basically, the vote is so close right now. It's at 129 to 125. And the president of the country has decided to go with what the people vote instead of what he wants. And he said he is going to go with the majority that everybody says when it comes down to this vote. And for a country that's been so conservative, to have this kind of thing happening is culturally massive mm -hmm. across everywhere. Because prior to this, if women wanted health care or and anything – to even just to see a basic gynecologist, it costs like $2,000. So taking this first step by le like legalizing these clinics to do these is really going to make a huge difference. That's insane. $2,000. $2,000. That's more than my rent. And that's, that's way more than my rent. We live in New York City, folks. That's saying. You know, we a say lot. that every single episode about where we live. So I would hope at this point people would know where this is being based I out mean, of. But this could also be the first episode that they're listening to. You don't you don't know. Mm, this is true. You don't know. This is true. So we're really excited about it to see what happens. I mean, what would you do with $2,000? Get a better apartment. With a doorman. With a doorman. And a gym. Gym in the building. Maybe next to a clinic nearby that supports women's rights. <laughs> tie it back together. Tie it, tie it, tie it all back together. Um, on a lighter note, uh, Drake released his... New video for I'm Upset, and he brought God, back together. God, it gives me so much life. Uh, my he, childhood on screen. He brought back together the whole cast of, De of Degrassi, and, like, I... I shed a tear. I shed a little bit of a tear. It, it was, was very heartwarming. It was it was a heartwarming thing. I remember my uh, middle school, high school, health teacher actually had us watch the original one. From like the early nineties, um, so she had us watch that, and then that's old school. Yeah, and then when I, I think one summer when I was home, I had satellite at my house, so we picked up like Teen Nick and stuff. Teen Nick. So, oh my god. So they showed the new generation of Degrassi. So I just like started watching it. So I remember Drake when he was little guy in the wheelchair. Stop. Just, Aubrey just Graham, just Jay well, chilling in Degrassi High School doing his thing. So it actually was really funny, guys, if you haven't seen the mu music video yet. Um, he uh, He's actually driving to the reunion with his best friend in the show. I think his name was like Shane. It's been a while since it's I've seen the show. It's been a hot minute. JT wasn't in it and I'm still upset. Oh, JT. I am still lividly upset. Honestly, I was so sour about that death. Well, he said that. Okay. Uh, I still get really upset about it. I get very emotional. Uh, uh. It's a thing. But I was really expecting more of the Pusha T beef to come out. Like, yeah. I really thought he was going to do something in retaliation, everything that's been going on. But this shows that he's a classy guy. Yeah. Think and about also, it. He could have came out after him the way he did with the way Pusha T came out. Like, mm, you have a child and now the world knows. Yeah. What you going to do? Yeah. So, I mean. Called uh, his manager off for his multiple sclerosis. Like, that's kind of low. Uh, like, that's super low. Yeah. So, guys, if you haven't been uh, keeping track of here, why – um, the track I'm upset happened. Apparently, Drake and Push T have been on some beef for quite some time. I read back like as early as 2011. Way too long. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, um, his. Well, that's most, when it became public. Yeah. And then the most recent jab was, uh, Pusha T calling Drake out for his, um, his son, son that nobody Adonis. knew about. Adonis. Um, which by From the way, a stripper. Which, by the way, Drake, if it's true, happy Father's Day, man. Happy Father's Day. Or some girls will just tell you happy Daddy's Day to you. Oh, they might just be calling him Daddy now. I just, like, threw up a little bit in my mouth. If you didn't think that was going to get brought up in this episode, you are clearly mistaken and you clearly do not know who I am. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm disgusted. At least I didn't say Zaddy. Oh, God. 
daddy. My my one friend, Mike at home, says that like no all the time. Man, oh man, I can't, I can't do it. No, it's it's a lot. Uh, the next thing that's been happening, New York City is about to have its uh, Pride Festival coming up next weekend, but the city has now put restrictions. And people are pissed. People are, are truly, mm-hmm. truly pissed. We, we have an article pulled up here that'll be linked to in our bio. Um, and a lot of it's saying how they want to change it because last year it was an all-time high. There was 40,000 people there, strictly marchers. There were 80 different floats and 2 million spectators came out to this. This is bigger than any other parade and any other march that happens in this city. So a ton of people are pissed that these new restrictions are coming up. Um, so there's a ton of conversations about limiting the amount of marchers, limiting the amount of floats, limiting the amount of spectators. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what really threw me off is you can kind of contain the parade down, really minimize how much is going on to create a little bit of shorter time frame. But you can't tell someone they can't come out and celebrate who they are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just, it just seems kind of contradictory to the Super contradictory. Why right? The event is happening yeah. and like – Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't believe that. I think I read mm-hmm. in that same article that like L.A. had people like have to get wristbands, and then there was even a point where they were turning people away who had wristbands. Yeah, and it's like I just know this isn't what it's about. Oh, it's not about it at all. And like this is where pride all started. This is where it all began. Nineteen sixty nine police riot of mm-hmm. the Stonewall Bar down in mm-hmm. the West. The Stonewall riots. Yeah. So it, it absolutely blows my mind. I mean, yes, we have this entire month of June, but like these parades, these moments are what's defined history for the last, you know, 30, 40 years. And you can't tell someone they can't come out and celebrate who they are as a person. It's just not right. No. No, it, it's, it's really not right. But hopefully these restrictions don't get passed. They were suggestions by the mayor. And you've, there's like I think over 30 different coalitions who have already come out and strictly gone to the office and said if this happens, like you're not going to have anybody show up and this is not even going to be a thing. So yeah, hopefully these restrictions don't happen. Well, I mean, we'll be we, there. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, I mean, it's less than a week away. Week away from today. So um, they if they're going to do something, they better figure it out fast. But mm-hmm. fingers crossed that they don't mess with it mm. at all. You know who did figure something out? Rick and Morty. Oh, my heart is whole again. I have been dying for these next new seasons. The creators of Rick and Morty recently came out with an interview saying that the lag time between seasons and an episode is going to be dropped immensely, meaning that we can have the potential of two Rick and Morty seasons coming out in the same damn year. Oh, my God. That'd be great. You know what needs to also happen, though? Hmm. Hulu needs to get the most recent episodes on it because this Hulu is throwing me off. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also um, an Adult Swim contract type of thing going on with it. I know, but I, it's just easier who's on my Apple TV. I don't like one. Convenience, man. Convenience. I'm just looking everything. for it. Hulu, if you, if you, by some chance, listen to this. Hulu, listen to the help, homies. Help, help your girl, Sabrina, out. Get all the Rick and Morty episodes on. Help us keep it together. Please send help. But uh, let's check this out here. This, this interview was really interesting because they talked a lot about their creative process in between all the episodes. And the reason they were taking so long is because they would write an episode, hate it, and then rewrite it and have all these different rewrites, which is great to be able to create incredible content. But mm-hmm. at the same time, when you're waiting two, three years for another season to come out, you can lose viewership. Oh, my God. Which is yeah. what I think was happening. I mean, I work in the media world, so I see all this stuff. And, you know, if something has low ratings, they're going to do stunts like this to be able to get the ratings back up and get the viewership back up. Yeah. I mean, Rick and Morty is a very – it's a very different show because it has points where it's stupid, hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then it gets dark like Dark that. real quick. 
like dark real quick, but it gets like real, like real quick, like that yeah. kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Um, like the total Rick Shank redemption. Oh my God. God. Or total Rick call, Rick Shank. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, yes. The one where it's him and the galactic gang. Yes. And they like end up all dying. <laughs> yes. And Rick created this whole thing, the whole roller coaster for Morty of like, you're a real great grandson. And then psych, no, you're not. Get yeah. on a boat and die. That's yeah. That you just went dark on me there. I don't. That's know. what the episodes I do. Know. No, I know. But everybody really, you know, they remember the show for its funny points. Oh, for sure. I I'm, mean, there's I'm a whole pickle Rick. Pickle, I'm pickle Rick. You know, I have a Meeseeks outfit. <laughs> and if you don't think that I'm wearing into a music festival this year, you are mistaken. The amount of pickle Rick signs that I saw last year at Izu was outstanding. I didn't even watch the show yet, so I was a little bit late to the party. I didn't start watching Pickle the Rick show is until a movement. It's November a lifestyle of, this, of last year. Total lifestyle, way of movement, <laughs> way of life Rick. you gotta do. Some crazy shit. Oh my god. You know what's also crazy shit? What? This me. Olive Garden commercial. <laughs> I cannot get over this. I don't know how you didn't see this over Twitter yet. I it is the funniest thing I think I have ever encountered. So there's a tweet that's gone viral. Um, pulling it up. Uh, Key and Patty tweeted, I forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of, of the Olive Garden commercials, then asked to write an Olive Garden commercial of its own. Here's the first page draft. <laughs> Read it to and me. And I lose my shit every time. Uh, so it starts. <laughs> a group of friends laughs at a dinner table. A waitress comes to deliver what would be considered food. Waitress, pasta nachos for you. We see the pasta nachos. They're warm and defeated. Friend one, the menu is here. Waitress, Lasagna wings with extra Italy. We see the lasagna wings. There's more Italy than necessary. Friend two, I shall eat Italian citizens. Waitress, unlimited stick. We see the unlimited stick. It is infinite. It is all. Friend three, leave without me. I'm home. Waitress, gluten classico from the kitchen. We see the gluten classico. We believe the waitress it is from the kitchen. We have no reason not to believe. Friend four says nothing. Friend one, what is wrong, friend four? Friend four says nothing. Friend two. Friend four, what is wrong? Friend four smiles wide. Her mouth is full of secret soup. Announcer in a wet voice, Olive Garden. When you're here, you're here. End scene. <laughs> Just the fact that they have to say a wet voice. Like, what is a wet voice? I don't like. Probably like a like a deep, robust voice. Mm, like a deep, like ooh. You know, like um, what's his face? He like narrates everything. He was like in. Morgan Freeman? Yes, that's what I'm Like a Morgan of. Freeman voice? Like you think Morgan. Morgan Freeman has a wet voice? He's sultry. It sounds very sultry. He's sultry? <laughs> it's a sultry voice. Do you know the wor- meaning of that word? I, you know what? I might be confusing it with something else. <laughs> I love when you try and use big words because every time you do, I never know what the word is. And so I always have to question if what you're doing is what you're doing. Like, I'm thinking sultry means, like, soulful and, like, just, like, when you hear it, it, you like, hear it touches deep you deep in your soul. Deep in the bones. Like, I, that's that's one thing sultry means. So, you There know, you go. There, there you go. But that... Any, if any of you guys uh, have any current events that happened during the week and you want us to talk about them or anything, feel free to email us. Feel free to let us know. A lot of these are me just at BuzzFeed when I'm really bored at work and have nothing to do. Yeah, seriously. I feel like you just catch so many more things than I do. I I like to think I'm socially inept. <laughs> Only that's true. I just think I spend more of my time like watching TV and watching and like, hanging around movies and stuff instead yeah. of actually like looking at things online. Or like I'll just scroll through really quickly. Yeah. And then I'll just get mad at people and I just 
get off my phone. <laughs> Sometimes the internet makes me angry. Mm. It really does. I'm like, I can't deal with this shit today. Not today. It's like when I go through Twitter and it's my Not morning today. paper, the version of the New York Times. Let's flip through and see what's happening in the world. I mean, sometimes I just catch stuff and it like makes me just like really sick. Yeah. And yeah. I just am never about that. Never about that. All right. Well, anyways, let's get on to our topic this week. Um, we're talking Sabrina. about work. Yo job. Yo job. So Alyssa and I, we both graduated with our bachelor's degrees. Um, she went a more traditional route with her work. Yes. She I went work. into the office world. Yep. Corporate America. It's fun. <laughs> it's enjoyable. I'm a little bit less traditional. Um, maybe not really traditional at all. Um, so for me, with the degree that I got, it's technically a degree that you should go into grad school for. Well, as you know, m- me, I just like, I wasn't mentally like ready to go mm-hmm. into grad school. So yeah. instead, you have to really prepare yourself to endure more school after God knows how many years we've been in school. Mm-hmm. So instead, um, I kind of took more towards my passion. Um, so I went for a job in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I found one. I'm a front desk uh, associate. Yeah, you welcome. <laughs> I'm a front desk associate at a great gym. Um, and then I also get the opportunity to teach classes there. Who brought you to that gym? I walked myself there. You walked yourself there. Who told you about the gym? Come on. You come told on. me about Fuel it. Fuel my ego. I, Just a little bit. You told me about it. But I had to physically go in and hand in my resume. I know. I was there when you did. That's right, because you were walking in. I remember that day. That was like a year ago. That was like a year this ago. this weekend. Told you, come in the gym, mm-hmm. talk to this person, we gonna get you a job. Anyway, so I got, I got the job. Um, and it, I'm actually coming up on one year there, and it's been, it's been a great year. But so our experiences with work. It's been a journey. We, we have a little bit of different experiences, because we're in like these different kind of environments. Mm-hmm. Well, our day-to-days are different. We both see two different things yeah. of what our main points of work are. Like, mine is working on a computer for 90% of the day. Yeah. And you know? mine is actually, like, interacting people, making sure that – interacting people, interacting with people, mm-hmm. making sure that they're good, you know, and then also um, making sure that people are following, like, form or, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, it's it's just a different – Two totally different two styles. Two different things. Yeah. So we all have two totally – different sets of issues that can happen at work uh, and two, two different viewpoints of what we consider a work fail or a work win or anything like that and, and kind of the directions where we want to go in life. Because, I mean, no one tells you the type of job you're going to get when you graduate. I didn't even know I was going to have a job until about an hour before I graduated. Like I was sitting around like in the graduation practice room and I got the phone call then and was like, hi, you're coming to New York in three weeks. Pack your shit and go. I mean, they didn't say it like that, but it was like a – you need to get up here in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So we did the damn thing. Did the dang thing. Did the dang thing. Uh, so this first segment we're going to do is uh, work blunders and work fails. I uh, I went around my office and kind of started talking to some people of wanting to get some different viewpoints on what people consider to work fail. Um, so the first tale, the tale that I get to tell, <laughs> one of my coworkers, when I, when I asked him, he was so excited to tell me about this story because of how kind of crazy it is. Um, so he used to work at this plant nursery, right? It's like a Home Depot nursery type section with like plants and pots and flowers and whatever. And he had a coworker that was that spoke French, and he was like, "It's this exotic woman that I always wanted to talk to at the time, and she spoke French." Da da da. So he was very infatuated by her. So he was listening to a podcast. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but it was kind of like 
one of those advice podcasts where people write in their questions, you know, the hosts talk about their answers and whatnot. And I guess he heard the word menage a trois and had no idea what it meant. He had no clue. Okay. And keep in mind, he's like 18 at this point. No. Didn't know what menage a trois was. Went into work the next day, went up to his coworker and was like, so I have a French question for you. And he doesn't know in his head what this is going to mean. So he's around his coworker, his boss, and a bunch of other customers there. And she goes, yeah, what's your question? And he goes, what's a menage a trois? And she, he said her face went like a ghost white and everyone got super quiet. And she goes, you really don't know what that means? He was like, no. Is it a food? Is it a food? Oh, no. I mean, it, get eating something. It might not be actual food, but you're eating something or someone. So she told him, you really want to know what that means? You need to go look it up. And two days later, he was fired. How crazy is that? That is so insane. I mean, well, that was obviously seen as harassment, like sexual harassment. I mean, yeah. Like it had to have been. But the, the pure innocence in him, the poor kid was just like, I was embarrassed. And then I got fired. And he was like, I definitely think this is the reason I got fired. Like, how do you not know what that means? My heart. I was just like, oh, you poor little innocent child. You poor child. Um, there is another, you met one of my coworkers this weekend, Jeff. Um, funny guy. Uh, I remember I told you about the office pets that have now started in the office. So Jeff, if you're listening, we love you, but you started something in the office that people get pissed about. So he was the first one in the office that was like, I'm going to have a fish. And so he got one of those little Chinese fighting fish on his desk. So then people started doing the same thing as well, kind of getting one little fish here. Now it's turned into people having full-fledged aquariums at their desk. Like a full-fledged would probably fit the length of this table, and it fits the side of their desk. Mm -hmm. Well, one girl, not only does she have fish, she has frogs. There's a tank dedicated to these albino frogs that – no one knows why she has frogs. <laughs> she has frogs. And they jump everywhere. Like, they jump out of the tanks and whatnot. So a couple, I think it was like three months ago, there was this weird office smell in their section. And no one could figure out what it was until that day she was counting her frogs. And, you know, she has three of them. And all of a sudden she had two. So a frog jumped out, died, and stunk up our whole entire floor. Oh, no. Stunk up the floor. Has HR or anybody done anything about these office pets? No. So she still has the frogs, and they still jump out of their cage. Why does she not have a lid on the cage? There's a lid on there, but now they figured out how to escape. It's like some Finding Nemo shit, like Nemo coming out of the tank. She thinks they're trying to commit suicide. Oh, my God. See, for... for Because it's a small (laughs) tank. That's the... See, me, like, we technically have, like, office pets but we only have them for like an hour so people will, like bring their dogs God, into the, the gym world. and it's wonderful it's absolutely wonderful and like luckily i haven't been there yet where like a pet has had an accident but I've, mm-hmm. i think somebody said it happened before i'm not entirely sure but i'm like eh, not me mm-hmm. um but no so we'll we'll just we'll just get like a dog for an hour like i know um last tuesday um i where was i going with that I got how rough your last how rough sorry it was just so rough that I was just thinking about it um this whole week was rough but yeah no I mean people brought in their dogs last Tuesday and it was a crazy day for dogs so I like I like needed those dogs Mm, um therapy so I mean like the craziest things that happen are just like when it gets like super busy um well yeah you're the only one you know in the front you got to do everything so um part of my job 
part of well, one of the main points of my job is to sell memberships. Um, and I mean, I get commission for memberships, so like, of course, I want to sell them. Yeah, you want to um, push them out as much as you can. But last Tuesday, so usually my boss is there too, um, and he'll like he'll help me out and stuff. But last Tuesday, um, he had to go home, and he lives over in Jersey, so he was like far. Um, last Tuesday we had free and in- free intro, so um, every Tuesday we'll have like a free introduction to yeah. CrossFit class mm-hmm. and people can then like get memberships. So I had to try and sell memberships. People are supposed to come into the gym, try out a class mm-hmm. and um, get memberships through there. So people who have already had CrossFit experience, they were supposed to just come drop into a CrossFit class. Mm-hmm. They didn't show up. We had the plumber there. So there was something wrong with the plumbing. People are like trying to get my just attention. Just literally everything. People are like calling me and I'm literally like sitting there and I'm like screaming internally because <laughs> it's like, like, it's like that meme, the dog in the house on fire. And it's like, it's fine. Like it's I was smiling like, like a little smirk. Like everything is fine. I was texting my boss because I think I remember like nobody got either nobody or like one person, uh, bought like a, like a new membership. Right. Um, so I like texted my boss and he was like, this is a disaster. <laughs> I told him I was like, like oh. I was like I know and in my head I'm like thinking of the bellhop from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody this is a disaster this is a disaster so like those like that's those are like my rough patches yeah. at work when it just gets crazy like that and then just things just aren't yeah. going I mean, it's the way those I need days it to go that they really made me think like do I like what I do do I enjoy this is it good for me I mean you know yeah, and I mean, that's super important with a job, like, if it makes you happy. I mean, in the end of the day, like, even though my job gets, like, super crazy and, like, just a bunch of, like, crazy stuff happens. Right. Um, I'm still, like, happy with it. Like, I love the people that I work with. For sure. I For love sure. the members that I get to converse with. I get to teach. I love coaching classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the end, like, it, it does make me happy and it does make – when it gets crazy like that, when things just aren't going the mm-hmm. way they're supposed to go, when, like, my yeah. performance isn't well, like – it makes those things not seem so bad because at right. the end of the day, like, I'm still happy with for sure. what I'm doing. Even though with what yeah. I'm doing isn't traditional. Yeah. I mean, there's this whole topic nowadays is like, you know, does your job fulfill the side of your life and want to? Or or will you let your job kind of fulfill some of those areas? Like, what do you define? How, how do you define it into your life? You know, some people think, like, work is my life and I work. And I see these workaholics in my office. They're in the office by 8 a.m. They probably don't leave till 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I work in the media. Most people are done by five. I work with a ton of agencies. I work with a ton of other media groups. And it's not like we work very late. We work early, but we don't work very late. So when I see these people, I'm just like, how can you make your work your whole entire life? Like, where where is your creative side? Where Where is everything else? Like, but maybe that's what they're defining as their, their success in their life. Yeah. I mean, but then for some people, like, their creativity, like, is their work. This is true. You know, I guess it depends on the facet or whatever industry that you're in. Like those who are graphic designers or those who work in creative fields, musicians, artists. Yeah. That's – to me, I have a different perspective on that. But because I have an office job, it's like, well, I don't know how much I can sit in data entry on a computer for, you know, more than eight hours a day and not think I want to like keel over and die. Yeah. I mean, well, with your work, your work kind of has like said – parameters so like for me when i so for me i have to come up with my own Mm -hmm. class plans so like even though i coach for like one hour at a time Mm -hmm. um you know i still have to take time like outside of those classes to like come up with a class plan like actually go and physically Mm -hmm. do the movements in the class plan if Mm -hmm. it's something different um 
So and like I'll go I'll go take classes around like the city to kind of like help me get ideas for my own because sometimes I get you know writer's block. Right. So I'm putting work in outside of work, but in the end of the day, like I'm enjoying it. Right. You know for sure. So it's it's weird. So would you say? Would you rather define like your job? Do you, does it more? Is it more important for you to have? happiness with the actual work that you're doing or happiness with the amount of money that you're making from your job? I think if you had to choose, I think for me, I'd rather be happy. This, this life is like too damn short to like not be happy with what you're doing. Um, he agrees. He's not with us. While it is nice to have the money and while the money, you know, can help you buy things that make you happy. Like in the end, you're still like miserable when like those material things are gone. Right. You know, so no, I mean, I I can attest to this as well. I I went through a job change in February, and I took a job that um you know I was at, in the market for looking for a pay raise for looking those type of things. But I knew that if I wanted my mental sanity back and I wanted to be happy, I was gonna have to take something with a little less money, and I did. Mm-hmm. And it was probably one of the better decisions I chose um when everything was going on a couple months ago with that. And I've never been happier with where I'm at. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really am. I love what I do. I feel like I'm making a difference. I feel like I'm actually doing something actively in the media world. Um, and, and I work with great people as well. Yeah. And you know what helps too is when you try and find a way to make the things that make you happy make you mm-hmm. money. So I guess technically for me, I technically have like what, like four, five you know, I think it was five jobs, jobs last time we did the count. I think, so so I work, I work the front desk. Mm-hmm. I coach the classes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm technically a like signed like – Models slash like musicians, like, yeah, yeah, like, jobs. Like I'm technically yeah, like, yeah. and how, and like I'm now cause, like they're now like serious as jobs. Because, a badass. Oh my god, I'm now they're now like serious as like jobs because like I've I've officially like gotten paid for like doing those things, right? Um, and then like my fifth, like I walk dogs mm-hmm. through Rover, and I'm mm-hmm. getting paid through that. So I mean, that's yeah, I do that as well. A job, play with but pups? I'm happy with all those things. But I have five jobs. I yeah. don't know. It's kind of like how do you, <laughs> how do you measure success? You know, that's the other question. For some people, it's getting promoted. It's going to a new company or getting a pay raise. So, you know, in in my traditional sense, that's what it would be of how most people define success. So then, in in your roles and positions, how how would you define your success? Man, that is like a good question. Like I just right? already started thinking about it. I have an easy short answer. My mine is if when I get promoted, you know. Yeah, you get promoted. For me, it's not even the money. It's when I get that new title, when I get the chance to work on something that I wouldn't have in a previous role. So success for me would either be like getting a coaching job at like a prestigious gym, or like um, winning like a Grammy for an album. <laughs> did I just use the right award thing? You did. You okay. Did. The fact that you just had to think about that for a hot minute. I I am terrible at keeping up with award shows. Like I don't actually like religiously mm-hmm. watch them. So like there's so many different awards and sometimes I get confused. You want to be a musician, what? just remember Grammy's music. <sighs> Anyways, so you know like me like getting like a Grammy for like an album, you know, just like things like that. Right. So Mhm. For sure. So then with all those, because those are very specific, you know, what would you have as, like, an overarching theme of su- success? Oh, would it be, like, an emotion? Would it be a state of being? I think I think it would be, like, more mm, – I think it would be, like, more, like, a m- emotion. Okay. I, yeah, I just – like, I feel like just, like, an overall fulfillment if I, like, get to mm-hmm. a point where, like, you know, I get those things because I'm, like – 
technically currently mm-hmm. working towards mm-hmm. those things. Right. So. No, that's good. That's good. I mean, I, I kind of have similar ideals with that. It's kind of like I always say the way I know I'm really happy is if I'm – I use this phrase all the time, floating through life. <laughs> and there's a couple things that, that help define it. One, I can go – like I'm going – I always like to say on my morning commutes, I'm not like upset about going to work. Like I'm actually legitimately happier yeah. or in a neutral state about going. Not stressed as much with like little things that can happen. Like there are some days I want to punch a child on the subway because they are being rowdy and pushing me and make putting me into corners. Oh my god. It that can was get rough. Dark. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> There's some daddies out there not happy with no. you. No. Then that's fine by me. <laughs> because they need to discipline their child to not push me into the corner of a subway chair. You can tell this happened recently. Yeah, you sound pretty like cute. I got like hit in the stomach. Like this child like pushed me, literally pushed me down. Like, probably child like half my half my height. <sighs> Those kids are disciplined. No. But regardless, yeah. I, I like to say you're not stressed about the little things that can happen during the day. You're just kind of at this very peaceful, balanced, calm center. You know, that kind of that kind of makes me feel good like right now in this current state that I'm in because – like, when I'm walking to work, I'm actually, like, excited to, like, go to work. Yeah, as you should be. So I think I think that that makes me feel better. Not that mm-hmm. I felt bad before, but that just makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. So then on. would you think that the relationships we have with coworkers helps to achieve that success or make it better? I think so. Or is it more about, like, the actual work we're doing? I think, I think it helps um, because, you know – your achievements, they feel a lot better when you can share them with people. Mm-hmm. And your coworkers, if you have a good relationship with them, then they're actually going to care. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I have to spend, Definitely. like, eight hours with you a day, mm-hmm. I want to at least like you, tolerate you. Right. You know? Like, I don't want to I don't want to hate you mm-hmm. or, like, just get upset with you. For sure. Really easily. So, yeah. I mean, like, I – I I like the per I the person the people I work with multiple people but mm-hmm. um I I like the people I work with and even like technically too I consider like some of the members of the gym because I see them like every day yeah I kind of like consider them like my quote like coworkers just because I like, talk to them all the time and mm-hmm. I like get excited to see them and like hear about their yeah, day yeah I mean they're clients and- they're people that you work with on a regular basis mm-hmm. I agree I agree so I think I I think it makes it so much better mm-hmm. you know yeah. I mean, I would say it's important for me because – and it really – mine, fortunately, completely defines my success is my interactions with people, how I work with others, how I'm able to use the data that I have to communicate to them. Like that's what my sole job is, mm-hmm. is really helping strategize different media plans for, for different account executives, for different whomever else is. Well, also like um, especially in your field, when you have like good relationships with coworkers, like they can help you like – rise up yeah. higher like they can help you networking get promotions. that's like what networking true, i mean that's how i got the job Meet that the i have right now people, is yeah. i had people who came and recommended me for this new position and that's the reason i got it you know mm-hmm. and when we have a happy client who's going to come back and say we love the plan you created and i'm the person who made the plan i'm making the company money i'm getting this client to come back again mm-hmm. you know mine mine have direct relations to that so sometimes it's hard for me to like want to take the coworker relationships outside of work and like develop personal friendships with them because I, I put up those professional boundaries. Again, it's the industry I'm in where you have your professional life and then you have your personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you, it's your personal life and both they're mixed in, which isn't a bad thing. It's 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 a weird thing. And I kind of wish like mine it. was a little bit more mixed in than what it is. Yeah. To a, I, I do to a point because I feel like it creates these boundaries. 
when you see people in the office, out of the office type of thing. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other people listening out there can relate. You know, if you see you're out of the bar with your friends, drunk, having a good time dancing, and then you see a coworker that you probably have never talked to, it gets awkward. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. No, I don't I don't like that. That Mm-mm. sounds weird. I like I like where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are times I have seen like Majority of who I work with are people in their late 30s, early 40s. Like, I'm one of the younger people there. I remember seeing a group of people out from work. It was all these guys, and they were probably in late 30s, early 40s, and they were drunk at this bar. And I had to see them the next day at the office, and it was awkward. It was very, uh, like, like I didn't care, but clearly they cared. And I was like, mm, well, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so now we're going to go into our last segment. Last oh final God, segment. We're so close to the end. Oh, what? It's been a journey, man. What a journey. Would you like been. to introduce this week's question yes, of the week? Yes, because we thought of it, and I forget where I saw this at, but I saw this somewhere. So last was it was last time we talked about the sandwich. What defines the sandwich? Yes. Um. So now I want to know what classifies a salad, because mm. you know, for that when people normally think salad, mm-hmm. they think like lettuce. Yep. You know, maybe like some tomatoes in there, some onions. Vegetables, cubes. Like just like a lot of vegetables. But then we also have things like fruit salad. Fruit salad gets me so infuriated. I hate the word. I hate the terminology. I blame the Wiggles. Because is for is, this is a salad like it is what defines a salad like a being a vegetable? Because if so, fruit salad is wrong. And then, and well, potatoes are vegetables. Potato salad. Potato salad. Egg salad. Eggs, eggs aren't vegetables. Eggs are macaroni protein. salad. Macaroni, macaroni is a carb. So like, what? Where defines, are these coming from? Where are the lines? Oh. Like, and also because if you have an answer, let us know. Because if you're saying it bothers us. Because if you're also saying what defines a salad is it being healthy? Wrong. Potato salad is like half so mayonnaise. much mayo. Like so, I'm I'm just confused, and I just I need mm-hmm. to know. Got and to then know. is there really only one true salad? And all, all of these other things you know, an imposter. Really or what is – or is a salad just like a, a mix-in of just all you these You really sat and thought about this this week. I'm very impressed. I'm I'm really thinking about this like right now. Like, I can tell. Like I just – I need to know. I need to know as well. I have so many questions. I feel like last week when we asked her a question, we had legitimate answers, I, legitimate <laughs> reasoning as to why things would classify as a sandwich. But for things to classify as a salad – I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know either. <laughs> Next week we're going to come back and we're going to be like, what defines a soup? <laughs> we have chowder. Chowder. We have like cream, cream soup. Like what? Okay. <laughs> like we're <laughs> – what defines these foods? I need to know. Oh, there's to no, know. There's but no, no seriously. Any of those. Please tell us what defines salad. Like what classifies <sighs> a salad? Comments. Little things in life that really irk us. Comments on this. Maybe even email us. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're as upset as I am about what. Mike, are you upset? Do you know? Nothing. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, no. No, I think, beer, no. I think he's as curious as, as us. So It's a thing. Ugh. Well then, thank you guys for tuning in to yes. episode six. Thank you. I can't believe we're six episodes six in episodes. and still going. We're still hanging on strong. Thank you again to Gotham for having us and letting us record here and we hope this is the first of many episodes to come here yes we're excited about this journey and and hope everyone sticks along with it so once again my name is Alyssa. i'm sabrina thanks for keeping it together with us and we'll see you next week